Hi, I'm Joel Ingram. I'm Jason Kerr. And I'm Luke Davis. And this is The, the Gays. The show where we talk politics, pop culture, and... Prerogatives. Prerogatives. Exactly. Do what I want to do. But were you thinking mm-hmm. the Britney Spears or were you thinking of me? Bobby Brown. I mean, I was open for interpretation. <laughs> I wasn't aware that Britney Spears knew what prerogative meant. No, she released it as a single. Yeah. Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah, back way back when. Way, like, yeah. uh, oops, I did it again. It was on that album. Oh, I was busy. Yeah. I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. How is everyone? How was everyone's week? This is a busy week. How was your week, Luke? This week was interesting. It was it was long but short. Like your S's. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he was like, this week's were I mean interesting. <laughs> it was a strange week. I'm sort of worth wondering I'm like Harry Potter over here speaking snake. Yeah, parcel parcel tongue. How is it that I've been unemployed since March and feel like every week I'm like, I'm exhausted? Uh, exactly. I mean, there's that's, a lot to listen. That's the thing. I knew in my like, whenever I was going to work or going to a show, like everything that preceded that was crazy. We were always busy. Oh yeah. Now we're just like it's like magnified. Well, and I'm also starting to remember like how much crippling anxiety really takes up your time. It takes up a. It takes up a lot. It eats up your day. It does. It, it eats does. Up your day. And then drinking eats up your evening. <laughs> I blame you. <laughs> yeah, well, most people do. If it weren't for the drinking, I'd never get by. If it weren't for the drinking, I wouldn't know what time it is. <laughs> Ever. Five, five o'clock, down. I can already hear Debbie calling me now. Do you really drink that much? <laughs> Come no, on. No, Deb, I'm, a, I'm, a, and I'm also a virgin. We, um, o- we only drink that much in Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Massachusetts way. <laughs> yeah. Which I just said on purpose. Massachusetts, I can say it. Oh, can she? Oh, look I, at her. Oh, I have so many special skills. I'm so, what um, can go, I say? Put that at the bottom of the resume. <laughs> um, well, should we just get into it? Let's get into this. We're talking get about things we did it. this week. I think we all watched Boys in the Band because we said last week we would, yes. right? Everyone oh watched my it. Goodness, it was so good. Yes. We did. It was so good. I, yeah. It was very good. It, it was, was so good. Yes, it now, was. This is your, now, was this your first time ever being exposed to it? I mean, I knew of it. I just did. I've never seen a production or any other. So, yes. Yeah. What was yours? Yeah, it was. was yours? Your... <laughs> I, I, I knew the play was coming, but I, I didn't yeah. have a chance to see it. I forgot. I actually forgot my, like, long history with it until this week. Because I, 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 I have the, I've always had the play in my um, arsenal. And I, I've had it since I was, like, 19 years old. I realized it's one of the plays that, that like, the, the gaze of the show that I was in made me, like, read. When I had you say to read Arsenal, the play. Though, what do you mean not by uh, yeah. in your arsenal? The plays that I have, I have, I have, I have like a whole row of plays in, in like my, the script. Just script. script. Yes, yeah. I'm so gotcha, sorry. Gotcha, gotcha. Pardon Never me. Mind. Yes, I have the script. Just clarifying yes. for our listeners. Yeah. I knew yes. what you meant. I'm just, it's for <laughs> everybody else. I was, I was right You're there. You're on board. You. I was there. Yeah, I, I've had the script since I was 19 years old. But it's one of the that 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 the the older gays, the elder gays, talk, sat me down and said that I had to read it. So nice. there's gays older than you. There are. Isn't that shocking? God. Shocking. I'm, I'm, We'd love to visit their graves. I, <laughs> they're, they're, in the, they're, they're in the Middle East somewhere. <laughs> well, it was just the fish that it was that gay fish that climbed out of the ocean. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Explain your shape. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. So you you've always like you. When was the first time you saw the play though? Other than the reading first time it? I I saw it. Um. On the, I saw the movie version, um, on VHS. Work. Uh, yeah. Not. I think we say live in theaters in 1968 <laughs> or 70. The movie was 1970, right? Yeah. yeah. Not soon after that, uh, and then I saw, I read it again because I did a, I did a, um, a play that was deeply rooted in like, was kind of based off of uh, Boys in the Band. So I had to reread it again, and then what was the play? I, uh, what was it called? It was called Members of the Choir. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it really was a derivative. It, 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 it was the band. It, like he he literally made it like a a a twenty uh, first century version of 
The boys, boys in the band. In the band. He was like, it, it was called The Guys and the Musical Group. <laughs> Interesting. The Guys and Their yeah, Instruments. It's, it's a little too on, on the nose, but it was actually really, because I didn't know that he, 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 had, he had based off of it. So when I first read it, I was like, oh my God, this is kind of like Boys in the Band. Did you realize that he was, yeah, it's based off of it? I'm like, okay. Right. Well, did you. you know. <laughs> that thread. I had the same feeling when I saw 10 Things I Hate About You. I was like, this feels it so like, familiar. It feels like, uh, uh, what's, that, what's that Shakespeare play? Uh, Tammy the Shrew. Tammy the Shrew. I'll be honest, that was more like in college when I read Tammy the Shrew. I was like, this feels like 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, bless. <laughs> I oh, just bless. kidding. I didn't read it. <laughs> well, you couldn't read by then. so no, we, Oh, no, no we, I could. I just wasn't doing it actively for my education. <laughs> I was like, I already paid for this. Why do I have to do the readings? That's why I bring your education. Oh, my God. Yeah. But the, mo- the movie was very, very, very well done. It was very yes. well done. Highly impressed very with well what done. they did with that. Well, I appreciated that it was like two steps away from just a recorded stage production. Oh, which, but, yes. not in a bad way, in a no, great in way. In a like, great way. Very like, great like, way. Don't reinvent the wheel. It's a classic. Like, just oh, well, give, us, yeah. give us the play, heighten mm-hmm. for, for camera. Well, Joe Mantello yeah. is such a great theater maker. My friend Joe Mantello. Oh, yeah. oh of course. You've done his My work. I just, You've done... Did he come back and reset the show? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Multiple oh, wow. times. I have a can I briefly? Yeah, please. I have a great story. Please, please. So it was my first it was my first time. So I was in Wicked for a couple of years and um I actually did Wicked with Robin De Jesus too. I love him. He was him. in Boys of the Band. I adore him. Hilarious. Yeah. So good. Um so it was it was my first uh like I had just joined Wicked uh and and we were like I was like two or three months in and we did a benefit and the creatives came in, so so Joe and uh, a couple of the others, like Corinne, came to do the dancing. And the next day, he came to watch the show at the matinee. And then the evening show, he came backstage to like see somebody. I don't know, like one of the other, like probably the stage manager or whatever. And I had a very um, rigorous schedule. I would finish with um, the opening and with the shiz parlor, and then I always had to pee because I drank a lot of water. And I was the boy in the skirts. Spell a lot too. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. All the fluid. So um, I would, I was the boy in the skirt. So I would tuck my skirt into my sweater vest mm-hmm. and run to pee and then run back. And I would make it just in time for um, loathing. So I'm running with a skirt tucked into my sweater vest and I turn the corner and there's Joe Mantello. <laughs> and he goes, Hey, great job in the benefit last night. It was really great. Oh, that's so And sweet. I said, <laughs> and then I ran away. <laughs> And no, your podcast didn't drop out. I didn't say a word. <laughs> I just took my weird tucked in bib of a skirt <laughs> and ran from him. You pranced away. Please and then, tell me oh, no, no, no. Away. I ran like the high school jock I was as fast as I could to oh, get away from him. Adorable. I ran cross country. So the next day, he's backstage again. I'm coming back from peeing again. This time I untucked my skirt and I pass him and way overcorrect. Punch him in the shoulder and say, "Sorry, I ran from you yesterday. I didn't know what I was thinking." <laughs> and he grabbed his shoulder. And I was like, "I just hit you." <laughs> and then I ran away again. <laughs> you almost broke Domentello's shoulder. I'm like two of him. Now I'm like three of him. Three. That's my Domentello story. Hey, Joe. Text thanks me. for the thanks. For, thanks for the good times. Sorry about your arm when I punched you. Wait and subscribe, Domentello. <laughs> Rate and subscribe. <laughs> so, so what were we talking about? Sorry. Um, Joe Mantella is a fantastic theater maker. Oh, my God. Um, Both I, I, on and off stage. And, annoying. Yes, and you didn't see the, the, the revival, the most recent revival. Well, the, this revival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was the most recent revival. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. But um, it was the entire cast. I, I was so impressed with the way that, because you know that, you know, as queen, people, queens are watching and being like, oh, how do they do the bi-level apartment in the movie and then this and the other. And they literally panned up to it in the in the film. It was it, I thought that it was really well done and and, and of course for yeah. theater people. Well, I you mean, could that... tell it was someone who had an eye for Correct. theater so and for filmmaking. Theater. Well, I I have to I I was very impressed by the um the tableau that the that the that the um the camera set up because uh, I, just, I I took this random like uh, uh, Hitchcock class top of co- top of that COVID. Amazing. It was amazing. Nice. But we talked about the gaze. The gay, like yeah, the, the, the gaze, like oh us, <laughs> the gaze. Um, and I thought that the film, like, what a great plug, but we're still on this show. We're still on the show. They know what the gaze. <laughs> you never know. People just <laughs> listen to anything. They say it's COVID. People are people are people it's are just are playing. That's just playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sleeping. Um, but I, I thought I thought the the tableau of like the camera, like because it was always on like someone's butt. 
like always in someone's uh-huh. ab, and like it, it showed like everything that you'd be looking at in a gay room. And on top of that, the the way that they look, they showed that like this apartment was kind of sequestered from the world. Like when they went outside, the, mm-hmm. the the walls were up, and like when the door opened and you saw the neighbor who was an outsider, right? Yes. It, and then, but but we but it was kind of a, a, a you know bringing up that an outsider was coming in. And when the outsider comes in, it has such a, a large impact. Mm-hmm. I'm a little, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. I love the, the way it was filmed no, so much. I, oh, no, it was, it was I beautifully you, shot. Yeah. I think you made it a was, great segue, though, into Matt Bomer's dick. Oh, my goodness. Right? It was good. Sorry, um, I just I, want to bring know, that up. Real I've, I've loved his butt since American Horror Story. We haven't um, got to discuss a penis on this show since episode one. So I think we really... <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good penis. Oh. It, 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 takes a, it takes a lot to impress me. But it, was a good, it was a good penis. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it takes nothing yeah. to impress me. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you show me if you show me a micro dick, I'll probably be impressed. <laughs> well, I mean, look down, I guess. Oh, uh, my God! Remember the black one on the podcast, <laughs> just so everyone knows. <laughs> uh, no, oh, not, I've been in love with Matt Bomer since White Collar. No, that's a lie. Since The Traveler, I he was on a show collar. with Viola Davis that lasted one season in like 2006, and I was instantly. In love with him as I sat in my little closet at home. I mean, he's gorgeous. Oh, he's that's a that's so a double entendre if I've ever heard one. Right? <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Uh, Matt, if you're listening, we respect your art, and it was wonderful. Well and done. Please subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> uh, and actually, just message us directly because we would love to. Um, yeah. You can come be a guest. Be a host. Jason can go. <laughs> Fuck! I'll go, Matt. Come on, come take my seat. I'll still be sitting in it. Um, um, so what was your, cause this is your first, this is my impress- first take. What, what, was, what, were, what were your thoughts? I'm curious. Oh my gosh. I was from the, I mean, watching the whole film, it was beautifully shot. I, I was, so I was really taken with it, with the cinematography. Yeah. Storyline. Yeah. I was just like, these characters are monsters to each other. Monsters. Yeah. Um, the self-hatred and the, the, just the, the tension between everybody and this trying to one up constantly but you're also your friends you're you, like that's your that's their community and so that was real i mean it really drove me crazy but then obviously at the end you get that final line yeah i'm um if we could just learn not to hate ourselves so much and it's it's so true because this is in 1968 before we had rights before the gay right movement before before the aids epidemic it's so people are still very much in the closet and so it's it's just that instinctual survival, even within their own crowd that you're, you're close to. You still give off that. Like, oh, yeah. The biggest thing watching the, watching the show for me, it, I must have said it out loud to myself like four times. Why are these people friends with each other? It just felt like they hated each other. Multiple times I was like, this is awful. And so I was... I, I was reading through uh, like some reviews because like I wanted to see what other people thought about it too. Mm-hmm. And the best thing I read, which I had sort of because I watched it with my boyfriend Alfredo, and he was sort of like, "Why aren't they leaving? Just leave. Is it because it's raining? Can you not leave because it's raining?" And there, I, I read it. I read one of the reviews. I think it was Rolling Stone, but it said, um, "Well, the tenth character in this movie was claustrophobia. It was like just and it, it, the sh- it just kept closing in around mm-hmm. you. At first, they could go out on the porch, and people were coming from outside, and then." It started raining, so then they're in this door, and like it just got smaller and tighter, and it literally felt like the walls were closing in as you watched it. I, I love, but and then that was the, I, the I think that was by did, design. The movie did oh, it yeah. very well because in the play, it looked like one big fishbowl. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I love that musicals turn into movies and can add depth yeah. to what the theatricality of it can't, like in yeah. like in the last like five, set design wise. Yeah, like yeah. the last five years, you couldn't do what they did. In, on a, in a theater. Oh, no, not at all. But what, yeah. they, what they were able to accomplish was phenomenal and, and deepened the storytelling. I think that, that um, what they, the cinematography deepened the storytelling of this play. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. that's, I think by, like, that's what I'm saying. By the, it just felt like as the time clicked off, it was like watching yeah. a circle closing around Correct. you. Yeah. And, they, and you could t- the characters, and, you know, they kept bumping into each other more and more. Yeah. And it was like they were tighter and tighter. It actually was just... It was the same staging as what they did in the on on, on Broadway. On Broadway, like awesome. after after the after the rain comes and they move inside, that that staging was more likely the same. Oh wow, which is very interesting. But, so did so okay. So what do you all feel about these characters as people? Because it did seem like it was most. It was every time one of the characters was yelling at another character about something, they were talking about themselves. 
It was, wow. as Luke said, all self-hatred Completely. and all just... It, it reminded me a lot of the, velvet, the velvet Rage. Did yes, you, yes. I might agree with that. Have, You've not read read the, the, have you read The Velvet Rage? Uh, yes, I would it totally re- agree It reminded me a lot of The Velvet Rage. And I mm-hmm. thought that some of the characters... Because they literally, literally were using their trauma mm-hmm. to, to, against each other. Uh-huh. Like, you know, that, that's, that's oh, one of the things that, that they talk about in the book. And I think... Because I, I don't know what they do in the stage production. I'm assuming it ends right when... Um... It's the exact same. Oh, especially, well, especially after the after the the rainstorm, it's the exact. But thing. after he like leaves to go to the midnight mass, is that where it ends? Does it like show them? Oh in yeah, their I wanted that too. Like They're... when he closes the doors at the end of the show. Uh no, it, 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 I I vaguely remember it goes on more. But again, I've not read the play because that's time. what I really enjoyed. And I saw the play two years ago. A, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. About it is because he he um oh, what's Jim Parsons' character's name? I forget. I forget too. Um, it almost doesn't matter. It, yeah. Whatever. This, this, William? This was it William? No, it's something like that. But Chuck. Michael. No. Michael. I think it's Michael. That's what I said. Yeah. We all heard it. Everyone heard, heard it. I think it's Michael. But whenever, you know, he, he expresses that, like, we just, it's that self-hatred. If we could just learn to love ourselves more. And then he leaves to go to mass. And then it shows each of the pairings as they've, like, left the party. Oh, then no. That does not happen. And it shows their, con- it shows that tenderness and connection that they still have with that group and, and that kind of keeps them still tied together yeah. even though that they've been so harsh they've lashed out at that person but really they're they're just lashing out at themselves yeah i don't it it was so patriots a real it's thing just, in our community. It's so it, feel, it felt like the sh- it, it was like a play that took place in a closet like the, the whole oh. thing was and so i want we were gonna talk about this later but i think this is really interesting this to talk about. Prevalent, I, yeah. against this like, so this week, we had the uh, two justices from the Supreme Court mm-hmm. basically um, flout that they were going to, uh, they wanted to overturn uh, gay marriage. Yeah. Uh, Oberfeld v. O- Oberfeld, Oberfeld versus. Um, v. Oberfeld v. Hodges. 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 Yeah. Um, um, and so it feels like. It was very timely. It was this. In a it weird was, way. It's weird to think about, like, seeing these people who, it was 50 years ago, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, that this play came out a little over 50 years and everyone's lives were so drastically different as gay men. Yeah. Well, right. a lot of us, but, um, and the idea that these two people are sort of floating the idea of like, well, let's shove them back into this closet. That's not exactly what they said, but I was like, this they is such a weird, it, they called it a novel, I get, uh, a novel, um, a novel constitutional uh, right. Yes, exactly. And it's how, uh, it just it they said like a novel constitutional so right much. that trumps someone else's religious liberty. Religious liberty, and I was like, well, yeah, why? Why is someone's religious liberty trumping another religious liberty? Because I know there are plenty of people who have a religion that states that gay marriage is fine, that being gay is not a sin. Well, no more so than the lust of a straight person. But what they're saying Ball with balls. that is mm-hmm. that the that the Constitution is done in a Christian mindset. It's Which written it in a Christian mindset. It's a separation of church and state. Yeah. So you can have your religious freedom, but these people also have rights that you're not, it's, it's mm-hmm. such a thing. And I, and I think one, well, cause I looked, I was looking into it. And Sorry. I don't fully dove us into this. I let's so, we should, so it was, it was justice Thomas, mm-hmm. Clarence Thomas and justice Samuel Alito. Mm-hmm. Um, what else I thought was interesting about it though, was, um, was that John Roberts did not sign this. So basically what it was is they did not take fucking Kim, Kim Davis. Davis they which didn't take God, her. I thought we were done with her by yeah. now. No, nope. But they didn't take Kim Davis's uh, case. She'll be back. We don't know about that. Um, they all agreed that they didn't want to see Kim Davis's case against Kentucky marriage because license. she wouldn't issue marriage's license throwback, right? Do we all remember Kim Davis yeah. Yeah. and her just yeah. like, I'm oppressed. They... Ugh conservative Christian white people, <laughs> straight white people want to be oppressed so bad. It's like the Trump administration's always like, we've been attacked. Nothing's been more unfair. Y- okay. You're not the victim here, but moving forward from that. So Kim Davis, um, in 2015 ish, she was a, um, a, a clerk. Uh, she issued marriage license. Yeah, so if, if, you know, wrong. Tim and Susie went to the County office to get their marriage license, she just signed it and gave it to them. But when, you know, Tim and Johnny walked in, she was like, I'm oppressed. And I then she, they arrested her because she wouldn't do it, um, which sh- they didn't have to arrest her. She could have quit. But 
you know, like any of us would have, if we felt so deeply moved that this job was against our belief system. Correct. Like, I don't know if any of us have ever stayed in job because we felt like our morals were um, being trampled on, but, but apparently she does. Here's what's funny so, because she's trying to uphold the sanctity of marriage, but she's had how many divorces? I think she's a three. Yeah. Oh, I know that. So I think, and that's, I think. no, I mean, she's been divorced multiple times. I can't marry you. Then what will my three marriages mean? <laughs> yeah. So um, she tried to move it up to the Supreme court. They said, no, uh, and two of the justices, like I said, Thomas and Alito, uh, basically took a baseball bat and, to, yeah. uh, to saying how it. wrong it was that it needs to be, it, it needs was to be a re- problem the court created. And it's only a problem the court yeah, can fix. Can fix. But I thought what was interesting was that John Roberts and then both of Trump's appointees, uh, Gorsuch and, uh, Kavanaugh didn't sign it. I thought that was fascinating. That was just those two. That said that they wanted to overturn it, which was somewhat um, heartening, I guess. But like, because they're also super, like, uh, yeah. especially Kavanaugh is super I mean, that is right. shocking that Kavanaugh didn't. But then guess who did? Coney Barrett also said that she didn't like the, the marriage ruling. See, that's, that actually disqualifies her, in my opinion. Well. I mean, she's gone on rants and has essays about how it shouldn't. She's already biased. Yeah. So she's not willing to, to listen to what needs to be said so that in my opinion she's been disqualified for supreme court justice. i mean i agree but uh, I, she was disqualified way before that to me <laughs> like, and only because as the republicans remind us, us so many times it's not about the person it's, it's the fact. fact that the american people should get a say in it <laughs> yeah yeah but I, um, I love that that Kamala gave a little history lesson. During oh my god, the it was week. so that was, good. That was lovely. It was, was so lovely. good. Which we'll get to that. We'll get later. to that later on. But but I also was curious about uh, uh, Title Seven, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 that just got ruled on. Uh, was it was it last year? Or the year before? I think it was last year. That states that we are all protected under the the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Like you oh, cannot yeah. be fired uh, because of uh, race, race or gender or yeah, now sexual sex. orientation yeah. or gender identity. Yeah. So it's like, well, that got ruled on. Is that, are you also saying that should be overturned? I mean, they're willing to go after Roe, Roe v. Wade. It's interesting. Remember, remember when um, Bush was president? Uh, and I can't remember exactly what the Senior or junior. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I lived through both of them. Yes, I have. So have you. Yeah, but I don't remember a senior. I was anyway. four. Um, <laughs> but. I remember they wanted to overturn some some gay issue. Uh, oh, was it prop? No, that wasn't that. Uh, anyway, but they said, but someone stood up and said, why do we want, we, we want to take away rights instead of giving rights? And I feel like no one has been really saying that in yeah. the, the higher-ups in this, this time around. Why are we looking to take rights away? I and mean, why that's a is very it okay? Good question. That's a very good question. And why is it okay? I would say until this comment came out, there wasn't really like a gay thing on the ballot that they were considering taking away. Because they are talking a lot about taking away pre-existing condition protections with the Affordable Care Act that's coming yeah. out yeah. right after the election. But this seemed settled. Like this oh, seemed yeah. done. Like gays are married. They're, they're married. married. They're married. Like, it's happened. Exactly. It's there. I think they're just they're they're butthurt that it was a five four ruling, um, and they figured you know as with eight people, which you know that that we were but talking about. We, 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 we talk about court time. packing later on. But. Yeah, but this shouldn't be up for grabs every time. Yeah, it, the, people should people shouldn't sit around and wonder. Oh God, in four years is this all going to be torn away from me? That's not I mean, how it right. should work. Clarence Thomas is married to a white woman. Your marriage was, was once a, a, against the law. By, the, we, by the Supreme Court. How about we go back and take yeah. away those rights? What is it? Loving v... Uh, Virginia. Uh, Jesus, yeah. Loving versus Virginia. Yeah. It, like, yeah, why don't we talk about that? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, and let's talk about the sanctity of marriage. What about what um, Clarence Thomas was doing to Anita Hill? Jesus Christ. You yeah. know? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. If we really want to point fingers, let's point some fucking fingers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're ready. How about you stay out of my bedroom and I'll stay out of yours? Please. Because looking at the Supreme Court, I don't want to be in any of their bedrooms. Well, and I think that goes that that goes back to in Boys in the Band, and they literally say it whenever the the couple goes upstairs, and they said, "What are they doing up there? What do you think they're doing up there? They're not hurting anybody. They're not affecting you. Correct. It's between them. It's behind closed doors. Yep. You know, like 
it's but it's between them. Yeah. Nobody else. Yep. Nobody else. Um. And, and I. And that was from 1968. 1968. Like, like that's it's still it, true. Listen, if if it wasn't the truth. We wouldn't be arguing about it 50 years later. Yeah. Like, oh, it yeah. didn't affect you then. It doesn't affect you now. No. But I, I guess it was, it was refreshing and cautionary mm-hmm. to see a show about what life was like for basically uh, us, uh, the, oh, the three before. hosts of this podcast. Yeah. Like, if, we, if it was 1968, those, three, those people would be this room. Like, yeah. we would be sitting here yelling about how much we hate each other when we're really just talking about ourselves. Yeah. And it's true, like, we still today, like, well, our generation at least, sorry, Jason, generations, um, we... Next week there will be two hosts of the Gators podcast. Because Jason will be One dead will be of dead. old age. I'll still be here. <laughs> Tune in next week, find uh, out who's left. <laughs> so, um, speaking of getting drunk, so you'd be a bunch of gays in the same room just yelling at each other. Alcohol is um, necessary. That was Wednesday night. Vice presidential <laughs> debate happened. Oh, we um, needed drinks for those things. And I think, I think we all know the pressing issue about that, which was the fly. The fly. The fly. I don't know why people. The fly. Oh wait, so this is so it we was her moment. Completely forgot <laughs> to uh, introduce our cocktail that we're drinking. Uh, we are drinking Jason. Was the... It's called Le Mouche Forty Eight, which means the fly in French. Uh, and also because Mike Pence, Pence is, is the 48th the, yeah. vice president. And it's a twist on a French 75. 75. Yes, we love it. Yes. It is gin, a little blue carousel for the, you know, go blue. Go blue. Um, lemon blue juice, uh, ginger simple syrup, and Prosecco. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's fruity. It's strong. Like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> fruity and strong, like this podcast. Exactly. So everyone at home who would like to make a uh, La Mouche... 48. Eight. Uh, take a picture and tag us in it because we want to see it. We and we'll, see we'll it. show you a picture. Uh, we'll, we'll show you our uh, Lamouche 48 if you show us yours. Mm, baby. Um, so the fly, who wants to talk about him? Everyone's favorite <laughs> VP candidate. You know, second favorite, Kamala. She Kamala came my, in my heart. She came to slay. She came in. She, she came, was a, she came to make a statement. I feel like she got. Are we talking about the fly? Or are we talking about the Kamala? fly? I thought we were talking about the fly. <laughs> oh, but let's but no, sh- yeah. Let, let's Kamala let's came true. in. Let's not beat Ka- around the bush though. Let's talk. <laughs> let's get to the the, the, the the meat and potatoes of this whole business. Yes, Kamala fucking slayed that thing. She was very calm, but very assertive as well. Yeah, Kamala had to do what what like, what every <laughs> black woman has to do every single day of her life, sh- which is. Find the fine line between not being an angry black woman, yes, and but being the the intelligent, knowledgeable, forceful and uh, woman that, that that she's intended to be. But also, what was so incredible is she just the looks that she gave Pence. That's every black mama, every black person in America <laughs> knew that look. We knew that when she looked at him. That he was not ready. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. <laughs> Who hasn't heard their mother say that when they're on the phone? Every, I'm, I'm speaking. speaking. Thank you. I'm speaking. Thank you. I'm speaking. <laughs> like, oh, that's not what my mom said. She would be like, just give me arm waves. Because, uh, <laughs> like, even though my aunts all had kids too, it was like no one could know there were kids anywhere. And she was like, <gasps> <gasps> my, my favorite part of the, the debate though was getting texts from my mother um, that just read her, those eyebrows. Every, Every look that she gave Pence. And then at one point she sent me all cap letters, snaps. <laughs> As my mom was just like <laughs> giving her cla- snaps. Is your mom a beatnik? Uh, no. I love my that. Mother... Is she a sorority girl? No. She... No. <laughs> my, well, let me tell you, first of all, 2016, my mom shocked me. She wore a royal blue sweatshirt on election day, texted me, and she was like, I voted for Hillary, and I changed parties, too. <laughs> wow. No, my mom has done a full 180. I love that. During this, uh, during all of this. I mean, starting in 2016. Do you love that, though? My, I, my dad called me, which I, I've known my parents are both Democrats for a while, but my dad called me, and he didn't chit-chat much. He's, like, oh, most we're very close, that. but he's not, he's not a call to chit-chat. Yeah. And he yeah. called to talk about how pissed he was about um, about disenfra- disenfranchisement of voters yeah. in uh, well in Oklahoma because that's where they're in, from. Oh, he was like, they're doing everything they can to stop votes. Wow. They they don't want us mailing votes. He's like, in Texas, they're bringing uh, ballot boxes, the oh, mailing yeah. ballot box, per the mailing. County. It's to one. one per county. Yep. Where some counties have six million people. 
And the fact that my dad was like woke enough to call me and be like, I just want to talk about how pissed I am. And I, I was like, let's I fucking talk that. about it, dad. Yeah. I love that. Like, I, good, good on you, dad. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm blessed with my parents from, from being from Oklahoma that are uh, as active and um, maybe, maybe, it's because, maybe it's because I was in the theaters there, but I found there to be a, quite a bit of, Liberals in, in it's Oklahoma. because you were in the theaters. You were yeah, in the theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cousin Tulsa. Because I've yeah. I've also been in the theaters. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's very the liberals. Yeah, that's 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 those people I found. Yeah, yeah. Tulsa but, um, and, 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 and Tulsa is uh, the Oklahoma most city. liberal city. It in seems the state. so. Yeah. It definitely well, seems I mean, so. Oklahoma City's coming up. But, but also Norman. Norman has oh, a big. Yes, yes, like typically, uh, when you watch like the the um, election results in Oklahoma. It's like everything's red, and then there's Norman. Right, like but a that's blue for New York. Yeah, that's true. But, well, it's a big that, college that's town. Like, that's but why. like New York too, because if if it weren't for New York City, the, the everything above you know Poughkeepsie is pretty red. It's pretty red. Pretty, oh, especially yeah. yeah. Well, you know, country. In, People forget that up in it's Buffalo and Syracuse, mm-hmm. like all those places are very, very, very red. Well, I thought Syracuse goes a little blue because the college. A Most little. college towns will go a little, like, yeah. like specific, like Syracuse proper. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. So what I found most interesting about uh, let's well let's say the the spin afterwards yeah was uh, I would say and mm-hmm. it's truthful Kamala dodged one question it was the the court packing question oh which I, I, when it was yeah. a draw I'm just that that's yeah, the fact yeah. yes. she dodged it um, which work dodge it dodge it all day long I'm not mad about it but Pence it depends on the outcome what five he didn't talk about abortion he didn't talk about climate change. He didn't talk about exchange of power. Exchange of power. Yeah, I think um, there were a couple more. He which is, taxes. If, if, if he had, if well, he, had answer, no, he, all, he, he did talk about taxes. If he, he had to answer one question, point. he sh- he she should have answered the the transfer of power question because that's a big big issue. Say. It was a big yeah, issue. Yes, yes but the what big was issue. Also frustrating is the fact that he's dodging these questions and then at the same time demanding that Kamala answer his. That's what and, I wanted and, to say. Like yeah. he he dodged <laughs> question after question after question. She would ask, the moderator would ask a question. He'd be like, well, I don't want to talk about that. I'm going to talk about this. I want to go back to an And have a nerd to say. The one, exactly. The and one the time. Show. She, it, that would be like me yelling at you guys for cutting me off. <laughs> <laughs> let the record it's show like, that you cut me off. I mean, guys, you're talking you over seven me. Seven times. You guys are talking over <laughs> me and I don't like it. <laughs> when we all know, yes, I talk a lot. Like that's, but it, I have the self-awareness oh, to not have the gall to do that. This motherfucker, mm-hmm. like, doesn't have the wherewithal either has the nerve or just is too stupid to realize hard to say which one that he is dodging every question no and then he's putting the blame on her for dodging one single question he yeah. knew though he was doing a polite version yes. of what trump did but also the, when the, the fact that he was like uh let the record show bitch you're not in court and you're not claire huxable it's like this is not <laughs> let the record show you're a douchebag okay I and was... a closet case how about the boys in the band Lord. he's the guy sorry circling back he's, he's the guy he's the, he's the, the outsider showed, exactly yeah he's the outsider. He was like he's a fairy but what a handsome man that guy is <laughs> oh yeah uh, you guys yeah. gotta watch the boys in the band if you didn't get any of this. It's if you didn't good, watch the boys in the band, I don't know how you're. It's definitely it's definitely worth watching. Uh, you say, um, but I I I I wish that Kamala. The, my only wish was that when she talked about court packing, that she when she, she gave him the history lesson, mm-hmm. which was amazing, amazing, amazing. <laughs> that she talked about that there was that there is no mandate, there is no uh, mandate no number yeah. for the Supreme Court, and I think it's something that the American people who aren't going to Google who aren't going to do the research should know that that you know after it was after grant that we had that we had 9 and we only have 9 now because we shouldn't have 8 because we can't have a split vote which yeah. which is why they they want they want to force someone in now because of the election i i feel oh yeah oh yeah, um, yeah. because they're worried it'll end up they're worried they'll end up in the Supreme court but that is the most important part so yes biden and Kamala could come and they shouldn't add one they need to add two two Spot to the what to the to the Supreme Court, and I'm here for it. I'm here. Well, because are we going to talk about court packing for a minute? Well, yes, we can. Well, because I'm super curious because I did I did my poll worker training and P O L L. Yes, poll worker for the election, and it it's very clearly stated that when you're working, it has to be a bipartisan. Sorry, Luke right now is in a sleeveless <laughs> knit floral sweater, a trucker hat. Glittered. Uh, um, he's he has a mustache and giant. It's like he's like cosplaying as a gay serial killer from the eighties, and just the idea of him being like a pole worker, like in the, it just I was more than I could like not. I, I couldn't I couldn't get past it. 
I look They're just cute. like, like we had yeah. to, we had to really clarify that he's on a pyramid. <laughs> and while you were dying, while you were chortling in your, in your Rude. sleeve. Rude. Rude. He's like, got any ones? I'm going to kill you later anyway. I'll get them. Anywho. At least it's not a transition lens, okay? Oh, gosh, no. Well, I do have a pair. I do have a pair of glasses of transition lenses. Oh, oh, bless her heart. You were saying that? If you see Luke driving a van, don't get into it. Everyone at home, I just want to tell you that. (laughs) I'm not a serial killer. That's stereotyping the gay villain. (laughs) Listen, I'm not queer coding transition lens because any self-respecting gay man would not be wearing transition lenses. We all know we change into our prescription sunglasses when we go outdoors. It's Thank too you. expensive. I'm on a budget. <laughs> then squint! <laughs> Squinting is free! As I was saying, to be a poll worker, it's bipartisan. So I'm going to be working with a Republican. It has to be that way. So why is not the court equally balanced with four Democrats, four Republicans? Because it could still sway either way. Well, I would tell you, because, um, because judges are not supposed to be Republican or Democrat. They're supposed to be completely inherently. I, I mean, know, but... but here's here's what I like. But that's why it's not Republican Democrat. Right. I would say there's two ways to fix it. Uh, put a term limit on um, Supreme Court justices. I'm here for it. Where uh, every I would I would say arguably every term one Supreme Court justice comes off one uh, the president puts one back on. So it it is it is sort of shaped by the person you're voting in, but it's not like oh I get four and I'll shape the future of um a generation of yeah, and the, the future of this country for a gener- yeah for a generation for a generation because it's a lifetime croaked, yeah um but i loved uh not to go back to the primaries the dark days of the primaries um but Buttigieg in i think his first town hall like the thing that really blew him up and and on the cnn town hall he was saying we should add i don't remember the exact number but it was basically like nine more justices double the supreme court but make them selected by the Supreme Court themselves. And, oh, wow. and wow. it has to be a consensus. All nine of them have to a- approve. Let them self-regulate. Yeah. And that way the most liberal judge and the most conservative judge will, always, will all have to agree on who that person is. I like that. I mean, it I makes like sense. That. Consensus. I mean, truly, it's like, you know, and a lot, we, we talk all day long about how, um, oh, that's a clinking in my glass. We talk all day long about how Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Justice Scalia were the closest, closest of, of friends. friends. The, they, they saw past party Opposite lines to be friends. Opposite end of the spectrums. And well, then let the two of them decide. Out. Decide. I mean, yeah. great, we know they're both gone. But like, let, let that, let that reign true. If, if you truly believe in an independent um, ju- judiciary system, mm-hmm. uh, independent Supreme Court. They're their own let body. Let them yeah. rule themselves. Yeah. Why are we letting hyper-partisan presidents right. put justices in? Yeah. yeah. Why not let the eight of them decide if Amy Coney, Coney Barrett should be, whatever the fuck her name is, Amy Care Bear. Coney. Like, <laughs> like, like, a, like Coney, Coney, Coney Barrett. Uh, let them decide if Amy Coney Barrett should be in it. Yeah. Let them self-regulate who's coming in. Yeah. And then imagine, oh, a Supreme Court justice died Thank you for your service. The court will now find a basically a centrist or a, a constitutional person that will decipher the law and do the work for all the American people, not for whatever political hack put them in there. I, I, I also it's don't, obvious, I also don't but... like the term court hacking. Neither because do I. No. If, there, if there is no term, if there is no lim- limit, then you're not packing. You're simply adding. expanding. I think, it, I think the term court packing was created by the right to cause pandemonium. Oh, it, yeah. It's the same people that, that decided it was pro-choice and pro-life. No. No. It's pro-choice and anti-choice. Because I will never... That's what it is. If a woman came to me and asked me whether she should get an abortion or not, I will say, I want her to make a decision for her body. That's, that, that, that is the best thing. Yeah, well, I think in, especially in my for us as gay men, it's like we couldn't really further from the, uh, the Thunderdome that is this decision. Like, yeah. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know if any of us have ever knocked up a woman and been like, ooh, what's going to happen? Um, so I've always, I've always been like, it's not, my, it's not my choice. It never should be my choice. It should yeah. always be a woman's choice. Yeah. Um, so the fly. <laughs> the moosh. I mean, the, the memes, the, uh, the, 
The merch? Oh my god, did you The know? merch. The the, the Biden uh, campaign the fly sold a fly swatter <laughs> that said truth above flies. You know how much money they made out of that? They sold out of it. That's amazing. That's so sad. I was thinking about getting $150,000 selling fucking fly swatters. That's swatter. amazing. Is that not the best thing you've ever seen? Listen, the, 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 let's talk about the fly on Twitter. The fly on Twitter, 15 minutes after that fly thing happened, I, I looked over, I, I, I flooded over to Twitter, <laughs> and I saw that the fly... Flitter to Twitter. Flitter to Twitter. That Mike Pence's fly had... 20,000 followers. 15 minutes. Today, I checked yeah. before this podcast, it had 122.2 thousand followers. Well, lucky for them, we actually have the fly here in studio. Hey. I think let them know. Follow us on the gays. We have the fly here. He said he won't speak until, until we also we have, have 122.2 thousand <laughs> followers on Twitter. Okay, well, when that fly landed on his head... And stayed there for the whole two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> two plus minutes. And he was nodding that bobblehead of his for a while. That's what, that fly was holding on fucking And tight. did not move. All I could think of was Belzebub. Belzebub. Lord of the Flies. Please welcome to the stage. Belzebub. <laughs> and it's because <laughs> Pence comes in with this ideology that he is such a good Christian, but it, for me, oh, you didn't see him walk on water to get to that uh, microphone. It's just this, it's for he me, it's such water. a false prophet <laughs> mentality because just look at his record. Nothing about this man just screams goodwill oh, yeah. to men whatsoever. Well, it does, whoa, well, I, I want to, I want to correct you on that one. Something about his personality does scream goodwill towards men. <laughs> Something. <laughs> But I don't know who's buying that. <laughs> Goodwill towards men? No. no. He's not letting anybody finish. And good. you know he's not lasting <laughs> any amount of time. It's I would say good meh. I would men. say meh will meh to men. I mean, but this, like, who are we kidding? This whole administration. He's not giving you a reach around because he's in front of you. Oh, my God. <laughs> this whole administration. Sorry, Mom. That panders to the Christian people and they eat it up. And it's 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 literally this false prophet idea of just of we're gonna give you peace, we're gonna create this ideal Well it's everything that, it's, it's everything they preach against on Sunday. But it's And not, then they go to to Applebee's and, afterwards and don't tip the waiter. Exactly. And it's just it's ugh, but that, it but that, that truly that truly me. is the beginning and end of it. It's like um I um Buttigieg was on Fox News. Oh, that was like the a badass. greatest survey. And they were like, well, you know, uh, Kamala said this and Biden had said this once. And he was like, listen, it's a long held practice in the vice president debate that they try to drive uh, a wedge between the VP and the presidential candidate. And, and if we're going to do that, let's do it. Why does Mike Pence, an evangelical Christian, want to be on the ticket with a man who's been fucking porn stars? Mm-hmm. And Why paying hush be- money. It, and it, like- exactly. And it was, a tr- say, it was the most truthful, like, oh, yeah. I have to say that the, the last uh, the Kane v. Pence de- uh, uh, debate, debate was very much that. We, he, he did try and distance himself from that, from, from Trump a little bit. Oh, but at this point, he's still a soul. Oh, but he, soul, was, he was every single, himself every single Every single Republican has drank the blood of Kalima. I <laughs> want to walk around. I want to walk around D.C. <laughs> with a torch. And just start singeing Republicans and having them see the light. Like, it's so terrible. Legal note, uh, Jason <laughs> you, Will- is speaking in hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has no uh, plans on any sort of action. And in fact, if you look at the news, if anyone's making threats and actually trying to carry them out, it's the far right against uh, uh, Democratic oh governors. Thank, thank you, Sonny Hostin. I, I appreciate that so, legal uh, note. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to speak for you. Do you actually mean that? <laughs> no, but I do think every Republican has drank the blood of Kalima. Every Republican uh, office holder? Uh, most, yeah. Most. Yes. Because I do think there are good, there Republicans, are good Republicans out there. There are. Voters yeah. who just maybe haven't tuned in. Although now's the time. You're losing, you're losing that ground. But like there are, I think there are good Republicans out there who are supporting uh, Joe Biden. Correct. Oh, like yes. They're, 
They when recognize we, the situation. For the record, when we are speaking about Republicans, we are 99% of the time speaking about elected Republican officials. Correct. Who, who are currently kissing Trump's ass. Yeah. And it's a big ass. <laughs> Gross. Even yeah. when they've vocally Pockmark been ass. against him at the beginning, and then out of nowhere, they're just buddy-buddy with him. Yeah. Lindsey Graham. We're talking about Lindsey Graham. Graham. I'm speaking directly to you. <laughs> yeah. God. And uh, he's probably listening to this. Hope he does. When we talk about ladybugs. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsey Graham, tell us your thoughts. Find <laughs> us on Twitter. Subscribe. I don't want that trash. Well, yeah, we are actively um, um, endorsing Jamie. Jamie Harrison. Jamie donate Harrison, yes. Donate. I did. Donate. Do donate. It. Donate. Do it. Do donate, it. Donate. And Amy McGrath. Let's get Mitch McConnell yes. out yes. of that seat. Let's be, let's be proud of our boys. We highly encourage you to find uh, a Senate campaign near you. Uh, hopefully one that might be uh, a little contentious and, and donate and yeah. support down ticket. Find those local elections. Get involved. And, ha, huh, radical. Yeah. Run for office. Yeah. Run for that city council. You can affect change yourself. Don't wait for somebody else. Yeah. Um, well, uh, does anybody have anything they want to talk about? Uh, closing thoughts? Something that happened that they want to talk about still? Well, I, I, I did keep going. I, I did start the Mariah Carey uh, autobiography. Uh, and I'm, I'm obsessed. Uh, it's a it's a good book. I hope. I, I, How it, obsessed is she? <laughs> she's so obsessed. <laughs> she, I, she's so obsessed that I'm actually going a lot slower than I I, I intended. I was gonna fly through it, but I'm actually fully digest. I'm actually yeah, because um I, I know you guys aren't fully on board with Mariah Carey um because you're of a different different you're a little younger than I am and didn't fully uh, get her impact. Uh, I will say that up. we still think she's iconic. She's I just iconic. don't. I, I don't care for her personality God, I, that she presents. Well, she talks. She talks. She actually talks about her how she's pre- she presents herself in this book. <laughs> uh, when why? But the most the biggest takeaway, and I'm and I'm only uh, almost halfway through, is she talks specifically about growing up biracial mm-hmm. uh, in America, and I think that this is a story that we need to hear. She doesn't spare any details. She goes straight for the point. And um, it's getting me sometimes. There's some chapters that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of taking it back and I have to take a moment. So um, if you are inclined to read Mariah Carey's book, join me. I think you'll be enlightened. Right. Yeah. What did you have, Luke? So I have another award announcement. It's award season. I love it. Who loves awards? I love a good award. Who doesn't? Let's uplift the people in our community, you know? Um, So. Uplift. (laughs) With the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. (laughs) Let's uplift. You know. What was the award, Luke? Um, So uh, we had, it was for the MacArthur Fellowship, um, which is nicknamed the Genius Grant. It's, uh, It's given out to 26 people. That just in any field. Um, like of, anything? Yeah, to continue doing the work that they're doing. Good. Um, so we have Mary Gray, an anthropologist, Jacqueline Woodson, a writer, and Isaiah Andrews, an econometrician. Oh my goodness, that word. You won't find that in your Funkin' Wagnalls. Well, I, I don't use it every day, but... <laughs> <laughs> any day. <laughs> so, but yeah, let's... Wait, um, we didn't win? No. <laughs> one day, one day. One anyway. day. With your votes. One day more. <laughs> oh, can you please sing that directly to the microphone? Okay. <laughs> I think we all want to hear it. What's the next okay. verse? I'll, I'll save you my... Um... That'll be on the Gay's Christmas album. <laughs> uh. We'll do a little caroling for y'all. Well, that's great. I'm glad we represented in that. That's awesome. Not we, but, you know, the collective LGBTQ. The community, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, oh, it's me. Yeah, you. What, do you what, what, what's special this week for you? What's not? Apparently that smell from your gut. I was going to edit that out. I made sure it was in the clear. (laughs) (laughs) Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Actually, no, I wanted to give a a big... I hate this word. I want to give a big shout out. That's up there with like, make some noise for me. But I I wanted to call out a friend of mine who did some serious badassery this week. My friend Ryan Farrell, who I toured with for years in Wicked. he he fucking did the work. So he, because of the shutdown, um, if you don't know, I don't know how you don't know, 
But if you don't know, uh, the Broadway community is in dire straits. Please support the arts. Please wear a mask. Uh, but all equity uh, productions are um, shut down. So the Wicked Tour is shut down. All tours are shut down. Uh, so, so Ryan, who was on the road with Wicked Still, is home in Michigan, where he grew up, and is in Macomb County, where he noticed that a lot of Biden signs were being, or Biden-Harris signs, were being stolen Jesus. or being um, defaced. Jesus they were, they were putting graffiti people. all over them. So he got sick of it. And also he noticed that people were no longer putting them out because they were oh. being stolen and defaced. There were just no Biden signs anymore. So... He and a friend from the area got together, started a GoFundMe, <laughs> and raised over $3,000. So now, there's not a Biden sign. There's a Biden billboard Bravo. that he and his, his, his friend and the people who donated got together. It went live on October 5th. And Love so it. now, if you're in Macomb County, you can see a giant billboard <laughs> that's getting the word out there, uh, encouraging people to vote, encouraging people to uh, donate. And I think that is. The best thing That's I've incredible. seen all week. Like taking that sort of bullshit and 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 sewing it into gold. Like I think it, yeah. I'm so proud of Ryan Farrell. He is an all-star Ryan. You are a badass and I am in awe of you. That's what I wanted to say. I think you're great. And thank you for doing the good work. Um, I will speak for everyone as always and say, please make a plan to vote, get out there and do it. A lot of States uh, registrations are closed. Google it for yourself. See if yours is closed. If you're not registered, if you are registered, which I hope you are make a plan to vote, make a plan to vote, make a plan to vote. Know your plan. Have a backup plan. Yes. We're not fucking around. If If you listen to this long, I don't think you're fucking around either. So you're very dedicated. Get the work done. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. We you can it. find us on social media at the gaze pod, G A Z E P O D. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Please uh, follow us. Subscribe. We will follow back. We ain't no, we ain't no not follow back girl. Exactly. <laughs> um, this shit is banana. Please subscribe to this podcast. Please share it. Um, we really want to get the word out and the best way we can do that is through you listening to this and sharing it with your friends and let us know what you want to yes hear. oh please. please let us know any subject <laughs> we will as you can tell we will talk about it give us you know what movies are you watching what shows are you watching what books are you reading what political scandals on your mind uh, let us know on any of the social media platforms and we will address it uh, also give us a, a quick um, rate five stars if you liked us and um until next time yeah i'm joel i'm jason and i'm luke bye Been around that track, but I'm not. Well, I'm not.